excited to be here tonight. I'm excited. Amen. Amen. Um, I know we've been kind of walking through uh, on Tuesdays I think we're uh, much more looking into the aspect of life and peace. When it comes to the things of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And on Saturdays, I think we've been talking much more about the leading of the Spirit. But last uh, Saturday, I think we had a, had a clash. When I say clash, I mean Tuesday kind of moved into Saturday. And uh, we're much more talking about things concerning life and peace. And I believe much more that it was more of an impartation and a deliverance for each and every one of us. Um, I believe the Lord was declaring what he was going to do for each and every one of us. And he was just teaching us into it. Amen. 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 Um, just looking at the way it has happened over, over times, and other times that that had happened, it's almost like a season of teaching that would roll up, almost like an overflow, and it would just overflow into deliverance, into blessings. Amen. And I just want to thank God for that. Um, God is wise. He's God that is orchestrating our path. Amen. Um, you know, sometimes, I, I mean, and on Saturday, I had it in mind to actually teach leading of the Spirit. Um, but, I mean, I couldn't really teach that. I had to talk more about uh, uh, life and peace. Amen. Amen. And I feel, I still feel maybe like, almost like a residue. I won't know, if, I don't know, I won't call it, I don't know if you call it a residue, but almost like just a knowing inside of me of, there's still something. There's still a, there's still something that God wants to say to you and me. There's still something that God wants to do. So I'm just going to trust God for that. Um, I don't know when, it, what it is. I don't know when it will happen. All I know is that God is going to order our steps. Um, there's also some some things that I wanted to, I was hoping we would move into, but we did move in there and they were just started talking about life and peace. And I would say that as long as I'm allowed, because the burden of leading has not left, when I say left, I mean it's in my heart for, 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 the, for us to teach that if possible, but of course we know that I don't decide what we teach. I don't decide. It's heaven that decides what they allow us to teach. Sometimes they allow us, sometimes they won't. It's there in my heart, and I'll just wait until I'm allowed to teach it. Amen. Amen. I say, means that God will just move us into the teachings of it. Amen. Amen. 
and we'll teach it. And, and I know even though we're talking about life and peace, there's still, God is still in the way mentioning, you know, leading one way or the other. Mm. You have to show um, that you know, leading, leading, lead, like, like I said on Saturday, the leading of the Spirit, uh, what it's for is really to lead the soul out of hell or out of death into life. That's the major reason for the leading of the spirit. Mm-hmm. However, we can be, God also lead our body, right? And that has to do with uh, things that will answer to our body. Or for example, if God leads you concerning a job, God leads you concerning you know, finding, um, or let's say, um, can lead you or me to what's that word? I'm not forgetting. Um, so to find a job and oh yeah, to give back to a child. That's what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Things, things like that. Realize that what it answers to really is our body, right? Because it doesn't touch. It's not mainly for the soul. So for example, if God leads you um, to get a job. Right, of course, the job will translate into money, right? And money will translate into groceries, grocery will translate into food, food will translate into nutrients for the body. So, so that leading is for the body, but God can also, in the occasion of that, try to teach the soul. try to raise the soul as well so God's target really is the soul so even if God is leading the body there's still an element of raising the soul amen Amen. so God needs to lead us out of hell and then out of death and lead us into his life amen and then we'll be learning about life and peace. Life and peace. Life and peace. And I think the first the first teaching uh, we talked we talked about um, we we're talking about the gospels. I don't know if you can remember. Um, because we're we're teaching concerning the gospel of peace and the gospel of okay, so we're talking about the gospel of peace and then the gospel of good tidings of good amen so uh, we read I believe uh, Romans right and then we moved to um, Isaiah and we now read what Paul was quoting right he says how beautiful upon the mountain the feet of them that bring yet good tidings Right, that published peace, and then that bringeth good tidings of good, that published salvation. Now, so there are two things that is being published: peace and salvation. Right. So, glad tidings of good, right, ends in peace. Right, so upon the mountain at the feet of them that bring get good tidings that publish it peace. Right, so good tidings. 
publisher case. Now the key there that we look at is good tidings that published peace, right? Then he said good tidings of good. So good tidings is different from good tidings of good. It means that good tidings of good is much more than just good tidings. Right? But good tidings can lead you to peace. But good tidings of good would lead you to salvation. But it is there we know that God is salvation. Christ is peace. Amen. And that's when you're talking about Christ. Christ is peace. You now realize that when they are teaching about Christ, is where they refer to peace, right? Then Christ Himself now told or spoke or spake to the apostles, right? And He, he told them, say, My peace I give to you. Not as the world giveth, giveth I you. I think for do you all know what that chapter is? Is in the book of John. Sorry. I think it should be fourteen. John fourteen. Or could be 15 actually because this is talking about commandments amen, amen. so who has found it yet Seventeen. Amen. Amen. On the way. It's fourteen. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's much. I was wondering. It's on a motion. Don't find it. Fourteen twenty-seven. Because for that photo was registered in my head. Mm-hmm. So it says in verse twenty-seven. It says, "Peace I leave with you, right? My peace I give unto you." Mm-hmm. 
not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Not as the word giveth, give I unto you. Although it says, my peace I give unto you, not as the word giveth, give I unto you. It means that not as the word giveth, I didn't give to you the way the word gives peace. But also, is we could also read, give I unto you. And you know, I is self, right? So, and of course, the peace of Christ is Christ. So when he say I give peace, literally is actually giving himself, right? So give I unto you. Amen. Amen. So, Christ's peace is very, very important. Why? Because it is Christ's peace that can overcome the peace of this world. Right? Say, my peace I give, say, peace I live with you, my peace I give unto you. And again, the way Jesus is speaking is, is prophetic. Right? Um, there's some measure of peace that believers come into when we get born again, right? Now, it's different from this peace of Christ that they're talking about. So they're not just talking about the peace that we experience, right? They're talking about peace that we get like a substance from Christ. Does that make sense? So it's not just I experience peace they're talking about peace that you can get like a commodity, right? Like something tangible. Amen. Amen. So let's read that Isaiah 20, sorry, 50, 52. Is it 52 or 57? Sorry. Oh, 52 verse 7. I don't know. Is that 7? I was, I was wondering. 52 verse 7. Right. It says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace. Amen. Amen. That bringeth what? Good tidings, that publisheth peace. That bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation. I'm going to focus on the first aspect that talks about publishing peace. Amen. Amen. Now to publish peace it means you are producing peace on a mass level. No, we don't really usually pay attention to the word publish. Right? But the scripture does not make a mistake. So when you say publish, there are, there, are, there are souls that can publish peace. Amen. Amen. Publishing peace means that, you no, know, just look at the way an author will write and then publish. 
when they publish it, it means they are making it. They, are, they have to make it in mass production and distribute to those that can get it. Amen. Amen. It means that those that publish this, they have a high level of life. They are publishing peace because they are reigning in life. They can't publish what they don't have. Right? So for them to publish, they need to have it in abundance. So for example, what you publish, right? you, you have a master copy. Right? So you have a master copy which the author can then publish. If he needs more, they can publish more. If all that he published got lost or is missing, they can republish more because there is an there's an archive. There is a there is a there is a keeping of what is published. It's not lost. They have it, right? Now, what this picture should paint to you and me is having life in abundance. Amen. Amen. Having life in abundance is something to desire. Mm. It's something to fall in love with. Amen. Amen. So, you will have Uptamahal Theodoma. You have people publishing peace. But see, this, this stage of publishing peace is, is the end of something that started a while back. Amen. Amen. Before you publish peace, you must first come to life. Amen. Amen. So when you hear peace, know that there is peace, but don't forget that peace is not the beginning. Peace is not what is started, but there's what peace means. Right? There's what peace means. And like I've been explaining before, I don't know if you can still remember. What I mean, where I explain peace to be, right? When you come into peace, you are not, you are not coming into just some. Oh, I feel some peace now. I'm at peace. When you come into peace, you are at, you, you come into peace with someone, and the person is God. We have peace with God. Let's read Romans, Romans chapter 5. Amen. So, Amen. So, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, through our Lord Jesus Christ. So that through our Lord Jesus Christ explains John 14 that says, my peace I give to you. It is through his peace that we can come to peace with God. If we don't learn Jesus' kind of peace, we can't come to peace. So that is why it is through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I love that word, 
our Lord Jesus Christ. I like the fact that they put the word Lord. Amen. Amen. Because for you to come to peace, you must be led to peace. Does that make sense? Meaning that you will have lead, like I was saying, they will lead you out of hell, out of death, into peace. Like I mentioned, the main purpose of leading is to lead souls. Now, what does leading mean? It means that someone will go ahead of you and will be showing you the way. That's what that's literally what leading is. Now, who is being led? Just look at somebody that is blind, that needed to cross, and somebody is looking. Oh, you want to cross? Okay, let me let me show you. Then they hold them by the hand. And then they'll take them to cross. Now, what the person just did is just led the blind man. So we are the blind person. We are blind. We can't see. Even when we can see, we are still blind. Right? So, that is the reason why we need to be led. But God is very merciful in such that he would teach you and me on how to be led, even with, even though it is our body that is leading, but that leading of the body is more, 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 more so an introduction to the actual leading that goes on in the soul. Amen. Amen. And if we don't learn leading properly, to that area, I don't know. Maybe that's why I have a body in that area. If we don't learn leading properly, we will not be thoroughly furnished. Or let me put it this way: we would we'll struggle in our journey. Now, and I, and I found out that a lot of my struggle growing up spiritual was actually tied to me learning how to be led. So I realized that way too. What I call leading is not. It was was weak when when I'm when I'm, when I'm not faced with life, right? And I realized that things that I don't really have answer to me just thinking and learning what I'm in relation does not answer to that. Yes, sir. Just as simple as that. I realize that the same way I've been thinking before, then it's the same way I'm thinking when the same situation comes. <laughs> Even though I'm learning righteousness, wow. I'm learning how to be, le- I'm learning, I'm learning revelation. So revelation itself is not enough. Yeah. Right? Because that one is, revelation, there's a goal for revelation. There's what revelation does to the soul. Right? We need it. It is important. But much more important than that is a, there is there is the core of, of man that God wants to reach. Right? And that is our soul. So even when revelation comes, there's a way, there's a place revelation is journeying into. But sometimes we stop its journey by men, just by mental mental exercise yes, would allow the revelation to journey further into the heart yes, but the, it must be there it must journey into the heart was it was it Saturday I can't remember that I was talking about two places where the law must be written at in the mind and in the heart now you can't just have information in the mind alone is not enough you have to have it in the heart. 
because that is where you make agreement. Does that make sense? You don't make agreement in your mind. You make agreement in your heart. And it's very simple. How do you, prove, how do, how do you confirm that? It's very simple. You are talking to someone, someone says, don't do that again, just mentally say, oh, no, I won't do it. You realize that you won't change. I mean, that one is common, something we, 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 we go through day in, day out, Rabbi. Yes, sir. Don't do that thing again. Uh, yes, I won't do it again. You receive it mentally. But really, there's no agreement in the heart to not do it again. Yes, sir. So you just, just continue now. And then you have, you have you do, ah, sorry, sorry, okay, I won't do it again. Yeah. Then to happen. Yes, sorry, Jerry. You know, it just happened. I don't know now. It's just happening. Why? Because we've not really made agreement. So, where the law should journey into is really in the heart. Amen. Amen. For the purpose of making agreement. Amen. Amen. Now, we make agreement by obedience. Or let me put this way. It is is agreement that will allow us to follow commandments and obey commandments. Now realize that if agreement is not made, commandments given to you won't be able to fulfill them. Won't be able to obey them. Amen. Amen. So, like I was saying, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And like I said, the word Lord there also signifies leading. That's That's actually what I wanted to say. What do do I mean by that? Lordship. Lordship means that there's a rule over someone. Jesus is not Lord to who that is not being led by Christ. The the reason for Lordship is is for to lead people. Right? So, let me put a Lord have subject submitting to the Lord. So, like Abraham, like Sarah will call Abraham my Lord, right? And we have, we have, for example, in the court of law, right? We have lawyers because they are not justice. They are not, they are not carrying justice. So they are not, they are lawyers can grow to become a judge, right? So they are not judges. They are just lawyers. A judge is a leader for lawyers. That is why lawyers will call judge a judge, my lord. How? After they have argued, this side, that side, is is the judge that will decide this direction we are taking. So they argue, they argue, they bring their point, they bring their evidence. Then a judge, because of oversight and sight that you can see, a judge has mastery of the law. A judge is an interpreter of the law, right? So when a lawyer is trying to interpret a law in a way, the other lawyer is trying to interpret the law in a way, making an argument, then the judge who have mastery of the law, then will look at them and say, I've heard um, the argument from the two sides, here is my judgment. What that simply means is, here is the direction we are going. Meaning that he had just led the two lawyers. And then the two lawyers had no no choice, they just have to agree. Mm. If they don't agree, then it's not the Lord anymore. Mm. 
But they will say, my Lord, because really, he's a leader, he's leading. So Jesus is playing the same role as our Lord. Now, the word Lord there is not just, you know, it sometimes it's attached to the, to the fact that we give our life to Jesus Christ. Because, because the moment we say we give our life to Jesus, we say, well, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. But really, really, Lordship does not start there. When we give our life to Jesus, Jesus is not yet our Lord. Jesus is, Jesus saved us. I don't know if that, that makes sense, right? So Jesus saved us, but he's not yet our Lord. Because our, the scripture says that we were purchased, right? Uh, until the redemption of the purchased possession. Now, Jesus purchased us, meaning he saved us doesn't mean he's our Lord. So it's possible you can buy something, right? Let's say you bought, you bought a dog and the dog will not necessarily follow you, right? Then you now have to maybe train the dog, have a relationship, or try to cool the dog down so that you can now take the dog and then the dog cannot be following you. Hey, this is my Lord, this is my Lord, this is my Lord. When you first, when you first buy a dog, about a matured one, the dog does not seize you as a Lord. He sees you as, who's this? But because they put you in a cage, you follow the person home, then the owner will now have to form a relationship with the dog, yeah. try to calm the dog down, then the dog will be coming down, will be coming down. Yeah. And after a while, the dog will get used to the master. Yeah. At that point, the dog has accepted the person as the Lord. Before then, there's no acceptance. It's just, what, what, what are you trying to do? Can I trust you? Why behaving this way? Yeah. Amen. Amen. So that is what is happening. It takes it takes it takes relationship building. It takes fellowship. Right? For lordship to be established. It takes fellowship. It takes constant fellowship. Not breaking fellowship. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, it says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I realize that the word Lord there means that for you to be at to have peace with God, you must have been led into peace. Right? by the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Right? So, I don't know if I'll be able to talk much more about that Lordship tonight. Uh, I'm just looking for how God will lead us. Amen? Amen. But I'll just, as I'm mentioning, just explain it a bit. But that Lordship means a whole lot. A whole lot. Lordship has to do with you, sight opening and then you following, entering the kingdom, uh, following the Lord into the holy place, and then into the most holy. Amen. Amen. So the Lord must lead your soul. He must lead your soul. Amen. I know most of us were not here on Saturday, but I'll try and... I'll try and... Let's, so, let me let's go to Isaiah twenty-eight. 
Amen. But there's a bunch of things that the Lord was saying to us that we read here. Right? Um, and I'll read from verse 17. It says, Judgment also will I lay to the line, and righteousness to the plummet, and the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies, and the waters shall overflow the hiding place. It says, And your covenant with death shall be disannulled. And your agreement with hell shall not stand when the overflowing scourge shall pass through. Then ye shall be trodden down by it. Amen. Amen. But before then, uh, I think we read verse 14. Because this letter was the, was the Lord dealing with death. Right? The Lord dealing with covenants and agreements. Right? So, verse 14 says, Wherefore, Yet the word of the Lord, ye scornful men that rule these people, which is in Jerusalem. Because ye have said, right, we have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us. Why? For we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood, and we heed ourselves. Right? So now, talking about these people that said they have sworn, right? They have, these people have, they have covenant with death and they have made agreement with hell. And that is the state of every believer. Amen. So, every believer that get born again is saying this. Imagine this kind of attitude. Do you think this is the kind of person that is under a Lord? No. Because they are saying we have made hell. We have made agreement. We are at, at it says, and with hell are we at agreement. We have made covenant with death. So when the baptism shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. So you're talking about someone that is having safety in a life of lies, in a life in in, in, in a life that is not certain, that is not true. Now this life is Satan's life, is the is is the world. That he gave to men. Our attitude towards our neighbor is all agreement with hell. Our lack of love, charity, our lack of compassion, lack of kindness, lack of brotherly kindness, lack of our lack of forbearance is, is they are all agreement with hell. They are all covenants with death. Which God needs to, to deal with, right? The university says, and, and your covenant with death shall be disannulled, and your agreement with hell shall not stand. So how? When the overflowing scourge shall pass through. Now the overflowing scourge is what God is using to deal with the agreement. Now, this overflowing scourge 
scourge is like a punishment. It's like suffering. Like I mentioned, and I, and I mentioned in, I think, it's, is it last two teachings? I talked about becoming beautiful by sufferings. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it, is, it is sufferings that they, they used to produce beautiful life. Hmm? Now, the overflowing scourge, God is scourging away lies, refuge of lies. He's scourging away agreements. Meaning, this, this scourging has to do with leading. Right? Because this scourging is literally God leading us out. See this? This hell and death that we made come down the way. It means, say we are agreement where means we are in hell. Right? Then God needs to lead us out of hell. Meaning that He will lead our soul out. Meaning He will give commandment, instructions. Right? Mm-hmm. Amen. So let me go back to Romans 8. Now says that therefore, oh sorry, Romans five. I want to say eight. It's five. Romans five, verse one. So therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord Jesus Christ is who who can lead us out of hell and bring us to peace. Amen. Amen. I'm trying my best to 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 finish early today. So. Please bear with me. You know, I'm repeating, I'm repeating it. Very soon, it will, it will land in our heart. Amen. Amen. So we have peace with God through our Lord. So how we get to peace is through the Lord Jesus. Now, the Lordship of Jesus starts when we begin to be justified by faith. It says, therefore, that's verse 1, being justified by faith. This is the beginning of life. It says, therefore, being justified by faith. And let's pay attention to the word being, which is what? A present continuous. It means that when you move into life, you won't stop. You continue being justified. Keep getting justified until you end in peace. So being justified by faith we have peace with God. Now, based on the understanding I'm trying to, to say, I can re, 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 re explain this by saying, therefore, entering life, we can get to peace with God through our Lord Jesus. Amen? Amen. So therefore, being justified by life, because faith is life. Therefore, being justified by life, we have peace with God. Meaning that it takes life to end in peace. So the first thing a believer must come into is life. But it's not life alone. We need abundant life. It is abundant life that would end in peace. Because it is abundant life that can publish. What you, what you publish is abundant life. Right? You can't publish life. What you publish is abundant life. 
Life alone is not enough. Now, although I've not thought this before, but I, I want us to know this. That when you hear good, it is called faith. Why? The scripture says, whatever is good is of faith. Or whatever is of faith is good. Right? Now, First Timothy, Paul was talking to Timothy, he says, I have fought the good fight of faith. The good fight of faith. The good fight of faith. I have fought the good fight of faith. So, when you hear good, he's talking about faith. Right? So, when you hear good, it is faith. Meaning that what God calls good is faith. Which is why when we get born again, right? And we start learning faith. We start learning faith towards God. We are not yet. God is not yet seeing it as good. Does that make sense? But faith can please God. Mean that okay, I can take it until it becomes good. Does that make sense? If we can, if you can, if pleasing God is our focus, then it's sure. That we can get to a point where God, God, what we begin to do, God can call it as good. Because we've had practice, we've had mastery with a life that pleases God, which is faith towards God. So faith towards God can produce a kind of life that pleases God. But God wants much more than a life that pleases Him alone. He wants a life that you want to please God, sure. But pleasing him is not enough. You have to grow to a point where the life you are living is God can call it good. Right? The same way you you know, if you have I don't know if they still have it here, but in Nigeria, when you pass, they give you good. When you pass more than that, that a little people they say they say very good, right? Then when you pass well, or you said 100, 100, they say excellent. Right? So which means that very good is not the same as good. The same way you can have, means that when you, when you get a good result, like, mm, okay, 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 it's okay. It just means it's okay. Which means it's, I don't use the word acceptable, but it's, it's an acceptable kind of life. Something that, all of you is, is, is a life that pleases God enough to get God's attention. Wow. Let me use that word. Because if I use acceptable, I don't want to confuse us because there's another life of God that God calls acceptable. It's different from a good life. When we're looking at God's mark, right, there's a life that we can live that God will call it good. There's a life we live which is more than good that God will say it is acceptable. The life God accepts, right, is a life that has a high potential of receiving God as an inheritance. 
Good is good, but it's not strong enough to receive God for an inheritance. So, if you look at it, there's a life you can live that is good. But that's where we all begin when we enter into life. When we get born again, we, we practice with a life that pleases God. Then we move into a good life. Amen. Amen. Now, the good life is a life of faith. Now, this faith is the faith of the Son of God. The faith of the Son is what, put, is what can purchase a good life. Our own faith can't produce that. Because our own faith is, is mostly ignorant of our soul state. Does that make sense? Because you can you can use your own faith while ignoring all kinds of yama yama inside. You can even use the yama yama to 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 use the faith towards God. So let me use English word because most people may not understand that. Right? Yama yama, I call it, is pretty much lost. Right? We can use our life of lost for faith towards God, and that faith will not discriminate. Right, but there is a faith called the faith of the son that is discriminatory. I'm saying not the way man discriminates. It's discrimination in the sense that it does not. It, there are some things it does not accept. Whereby faith was God does not. It, it won't even tell you or caution you anything. It will just tell you yes, you can do it. What faith was God? Yes, you can talk to God. Yes, yes, you can do it. Right. But if we learn the attitude of faith well, we escape that area. Part of the reason why we fall prey of that is because we don't we don't know the true attitude of faith. So the problem is that faith towards God itself is not problematic. What's problematic about it is the usage of it by an imperfect soul. Jesus used faith towards God, I don't think so. But he didn't violate it. He didn't. He said, you, I, I saw that they are faith. He saw that they had faith. Ah! Your faith made the whole. What produced that? That's not, that's not faith of the Son. What produced that is the faith towards God. Right? So your faith, because it's not Jesus' faith, yeah, yeah. it is the person's faith. Now says, Your faith. Has made the whole. Not my faith has made the whole. It's your faith. Or sometimes you can say, Your sins are forgiven you. Right? Because really, faith has to do with forgiveness of sin. When faith is at work, it has to do with forgiveness of sin. So Jesus, perhaps, is giving us a taste of the faith. His own faith that has the ability to forgive sins. Right? Because when God called Paul, what he told him is that to receive, he said to, he, will turn, he, will, he will send him to people uh, who, who will now send him to the people. Right? 
turning them from the, uh, from the power of darkness to God, right? That they might receive forgiveness of sin. They might receive forgiveness of sin. That is uh, the book of Acts 26, right? They may receive forgiveness. So when, you, when forgiveness of sin is taking place, faith is absent. What is forgiveness of sin? Forgiveness of sin is deleting sin, an attitude of sin. Forgiveness is not just I forgive, it's actually deleting it. Means, and what does that mean? It means that there are natures, and there are, ah, oh, Jesus, there are ways we have been built. And the funny thing is, we, we might be ignorant of how we have been built. We have been built yeah. wrong. Satan has built us wrongly. Gave us a mindset. And the funny thing is, it is difficult to live it. It is difficult to, to shift away. And guess what's going to happen? We marry it into whatever we are learning. Now we realize that what we are learning may not necessarily have the power to turn. But what God wants to do is to turn you Amen. and me. Amen. Does that make sense? He's turning. Turning must take. What does turning mean? Turning means change. What does that mean for you and me? It means that there are things we need to change. There are doctrines we grow up with that needs to change. And it won't change itself. The only way it will change is when you give yourself to the change. Does that make sense? Okay. Why am I, why am I saying this? It's because there, there, are, there is a way. Because there, there is a way we can grow up with different kinds of doctrines. So, for example, you know, I, I know for for a long time I grew up with. With the idea of you know witches and wizards coming to you know talk to you in your dream or even give you food in your dream and things like that. And when we grow up with that knowledge, sometimes we dream about food. And the moment we wake up, we start, Lord, you move, you move. What does that mean? It means that <laughs> it means that there is a knowledge inside of me. Yeah. And then I also believed in. Ah, I can't can imagine if I start talking about different doctrines that I that I knew. I also know about you know seeing prophets. You know, you go and meet a particular man of God that would pray and see vision for you, or just you know live and then whatever they give to you, you just take it. And the funny thing is that whether whether and the, the way the arrangement is that whatever they give, you just take. I mean, there's no even check whether okay, is this thing right? No yeah. word witness, nothing. Yeah. So, when we are going to meet them, we turn off our own yeah. lady. Yeah. Just turn it off. There's, I don't know, just off, yeah. so that whatever we hear, <laughs> that's it. Even if they tell you that it's your neighbor that is poisoning you, you believe it. Like there is, because there is nothing inside to check, turn. Because how ah, we've turned off leading, but it's not meant to be so. We, because God is going to lead you, as He's, he's leading every soul, right? So we don't turn it off. So when we go, they will just turn it off. And then when we turn it off, they tell us this is well, my eyes don't see you. So different. <laughs> no, there's a place we used to. There's a place we go that time that they they it's like it's like a white garment, but inside bush. The place is in 
If you know how to get to that place, you yourself you you be wondering what is what what are people finding inside this place? Then something will rest rest on them. Malika, 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 and then <laughs> and then these people start talking. Say remove the earring in our ear. Remove the earring in our ear. Why? Because they also have a a, a strict policy that they don't use jewelry. Because I don't know, maybe they believe. That the spirit does not like something. I don't know what, but there's such a belief about maybe the heavenlies does not like those kind of things. Maybe it's canal or something. So remove the earring, remove the chain. It's a demon talking. It's clear. Why? Why would God tell you remove? <laughs> I don't. I don't see anyone in scripture that says that. The only way I see is remove the sole of your feet because the land you are standing is a holy ground. That's what I know. <laughs> Which one should remove the earring? Okay, and then they'll come and they'll give, they now give word. This, 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 and that. Whatever they say, whether they you should be waiting for it. And if not to check, not we are not checking, we are not, we just take it like that. But it's not meant to be so. Why? Because if God is speaking, there ought to be confirmation inside you. Simple. Why? Because if, if God is saying something, He doesn't just say it without you, without giving you a hint. You will know somehow. And that's how many are falling prey onto what's it called? Is it false prophet? I don't know. I don't even use the word false prophet. I use deceiving people because they are not false prophets. But they are false prophets according to the standard, right? Now, but those ones are deceiving, clearly deceiving because they just, I don't know, they just have a cadaver and all that. Right? So, we, we take, I think the doctrine and that, we just, just take all the teachings. Uh, so when I grew up, I said, I, myself, I had a sense about that. Even short, when I want to go, maybe, maybe myself, there's a vision of myself behaving in that kind of way that I saw. You know, be a prophet, you know, just be praying for people, and I just be prophesying. I can even see what, maybe what something, and just tell you, in your, in your wardrobe, you have this cloth, that cloth, this cloth. Before later, now I grew up, I said, ah! Imagine, I can't imagine what I was thinking. What was I thinking? Amen. So there are things we grew up with, just different. That's just two. I mean, that like I said, if I want to start talking, we will not live here. Those are just the two that that I can quickly you know talk about. That is common, and those things. Imagine I live it like that, and maybe let's say I'm now hearing all the righteousness, and I'm now I'm now adding all the righteousness to it. Now I realize that what it will produce is a monster. Once a monster, I, okay, I don't know if it's a monster. In, 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 okay, maybe monster is too, is too, is too, let me not use monster. What it will produce is an unstable soul. Mm. Let me put it that way. <laughs> what it will produce is an unstable soul. Why? Because there will be conflict of doctrine. Yes. Then you'll be hearing every wind, you'll be yes. moved, pulled by every wind of doctrine. But what God wants to correct, see, wrong doctrines, different things, everyone needs to correct it. And when we say change, we ought to shift and yield to it. Amen. So the change, that's what I want to, uh, that is change that brought me to that example, right? There has to be change. I mean, there are, this is just an example, but you would know where God wants you to change. As, as you are receiving Doctrine, and you are seeing righteousness inside it. I mean, what you receive, you can pretty much check it. Hmm. Mm. And because 
just hearing it alone is enough. I mean, there's an attitude around it too, right? But you ought to give thought to it. Think about it. This thing, okay, why is it this way? Meditate. Hmm. Okay, then use a scripture to compare scripture. But I now realize that when I started receiving deliverance in a whole lot of these things, is when I began to have an attitude of the scripture. But what does if so there are some beliefs that are like okay, this is okay, what is it in the scripture? Okay, I mean there's the scripture does not there's not there's no way in scripture where you find this kind of a thing. Like it's not scripture. It's, it's not scriptural. If it's not scripture, then why, why, why was I believing or even or going or thinking this? It's not scriptural. No, this, this, this should not be. And I decided receiving deliverance. Small, small. But one thing is clear is that there must be change. There must be a turning. So when God is changing us, there's there must also be a change in things instead of what of doctrine is for the soul. You know that, right? Doctrine is for the soul. I think it's for the soul. It means it's a learning. I mean, there are things we will learn. There are things we will unlearn. If we don't unlearn it, it we will just carry it like that. Be mixing it with righteousness that we are learning. Now we now realize that we are never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Yeah. Even though we have it, right? You can hear truth, have it, but never able to come to the knowledge of it. Jeez. In the sense that you will know it is true. Yeah. Not to... Not to um, this example can I give? You know it is true. Okay, for example, a typical example, like I was saying, you know it is true to, because we don't know before. You know, before we thought the gift of the spirit is all all. Now we know that the gift of the spirit is not all all, but much more. The gift of the spirit has a purpose, right? Now, what is much more important is the leading of the soul, the soul coming into salvation. We can have that knowledge and yet still exhort gifts more than being led. Mm. It's possible. And it's not by speaking, it's just an attitude in the heart. Right? Which heaven is looking to change. So, I'm putting this out because it's very important when it comes to learning. Right? That's really why I'm saying all this. When it comes to learning, there must be a change. I want to say change. A change with agreement. So when you when you see a change, give thought to it. Make sure you you, you come into a point of agreement. If you don't point to a, if you don't come into a point of agreement, it's like kill you kill all kinds of things. Not all kinds. When you kill things that we should be engaging, right? Life that we should be coming into, you just kill them. Up, and then you lock the gate. So as as new life is coming, you are queuing it up, but the gate is locked. So that kind of a soul is a soul that you have that will have all kinds of knowledge, but there is no change really in the soul. That kind of a soul will exalt knowledge more than changing. That kind of a soul will love revelation so much, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That kind of soul would just see. Ah, I love this revelation. Okay, kill it, kill it. Ah. Then when they don't look in the street, they don't look. Ah, they don't look at street full of lives, ah, ah. but nothing is entering the heart. What's happening? Gate is locked. Why? No agreement. When an instruction comes, 
word prayer. It is for the purpose of cutting agreement. Cut, make, you make covenant, you cut agreement. The covenant you make is with God. You, make, you are making covenant. I mean, no covenant, they have to shed blood. Right? <laughs> agreement. When you are, that place of agreement is where you die. Means you must be that you must be suffering constantly. You must, you must you must be scorched. Let God scourge away death. You must obey. You must love. You must love obedience. So when truth comes, make sure there's a change. Make sure there's a turning because you must be turned. Ever must turn you. Because yeah. there is no inheritance without turning. When you begin to come into the inheritance, the first thing they do is they will begin to turn you. They begin to turn you. How? Make you see the kingdom. When you see the kingdom, and I've explained the kingdom as life, then you must enter into life. The process there is being justified by faith. Because when you begin to see the kingdom and pursuing to enter, you begin to receive specks of righteousness. Righteousness is beginning to visit you, which means faith is beginning to summon you, begin to call you, begin to come to you. Faith of the Son is visiting you. And when faith comes, it will teach you righteousness. Amen. Amen. When faith comes, it will teach you what? Righteousness. I don't know there's faith and righteousness. Let's read. Uh, to, uh, take our time too much, eh? I'll try and speed up things a bit. I don't know if I will be able to read it, but let me see. Amen. Amen. Let's read Romans three twenty one. But there's a part I'm I'm looking to to hit there. It says, But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. Being witness. So Romans three twenty one. 
the, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophet, even the righteousness of God, you see, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. What I want to highlight there is the righteousness of God, which is by faith. The righteousness of God, which is by faith. Which means that how the righteousness of God come is by faith. So when you say being justified by faith, is being justified by righteousness. And think about it. What justifies a man? Righteousness justifies. How? Righteousness exalts a nation. Right? I mean, righteousness justifies. When righteousness is exalting a nation, it is justifying the nation. Right? So, the righteousness of God is by faith. Then let me go to chapter 5 again. Amen. Amen. So, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm, I'm just establishing this life and peace. That's just all I'm trying to establish since. Right? But I'm starting from peace. And I'm explaining peace. I know, I know we've been, I've, I've talked about it before, but you know, it's a long time. You never know why it's, it's going this route. And I'm just following as I'm led. Amen. Amen. So, we have peace. Right? And I mentioned peace is really abundance of life. When you have too much life, you come to peace. But life is not too much. You should have too much life. When you have life in abundance, you come to peace. But what is this peace? This peace is peace with God. And what that means is that there is nothing in your nature that is conflicting with God's nature to some level. Whereby it is enough to agree with him. When God says, don't go there, you will agree. When God says, love the sister, you will agree, you won't question. When God says, take fault, you won't argue. It means, I don't know, I don't know what example, I don't know if the example I'm giving itself is even painting the picture I'm seeing. But what I'm seeing is just, just imagine a nature that can be instructed by God or that can be led by God. Or you can look, look, think about it this way. Every single time God has led you and spoken to you about something you have disobeyed and you know that God spoke to you. Now imagine that every single time God is speaking to you, you are obeying, you are not disobeying. You don't find it difficult. You don't find it difficult to, to yield to God's way. Amen. Amen. But before we get there, we must first enter into life. We must first enter into life. And for you to enter into life, you must be turned. You must be changed. In short, everything is turning, changing. You must be changed. You must be turning. Don't, don't miss the point. 
that you must turn, you must change. When there is no turning, there is no life. Right? Mm. Let me read Acts 26, just to, just to show us that. Verse 15. Right? And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, Romans 20, Acts 26, verse 15. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. He said, But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee. He said, Deliver thee from the people and from the Gentiles. Unto whom now I send thee. Say, to open their eyes. And what? And to turn them from darkness to light. And from the power. And from the power of Satan unto God. That they may receive forgiveness of sins. And inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith. That is in me. Amen. Now see those two things he said. Say, to open their eyes. Before turning takes place. Eyes must be opened. Right? To open their eyes says, and to turn them from darkness to light. What I want to say to us is that the journey is far. Please turn. Keep turning. Keep changing. The journey is far, 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 far. If we are not turning, we can't end in peace. If we are not changing, we can't end in peace. We must change. We must turn so that we can progress spiritually. There is no progress without turning. When you are turning, you look at yourself, you see that, no, I've changed. Hmm. Ideas will change. Thoughts will change. The way you are led will change. But you don't think so. You know, there's a way we think. See, most of the time, ah, I don't know why I'm saying this here, but most of the time, eh? Because I know this is common, because it happened to me. In the sense that, when God is leading, the only leader I knew before, long time ago, is that, I will hear God say, go to that street and stand there. Even though I, have not, I don't know what it's about, I don't know why I'm going to stand there, I don't know anything. Eh? Hmm. I hear the voice of the Then I stood What's next, Lord? Then I said, get away with something now. I mean, God can do that. Right? But when you now begin to grow, you now realize that God, there's actually much more in leading than that. God does not lead blindly. It is, to, it is babies that are led blindly. And there's nothing wrong being a baby. It's just that we know that we are a baby and we should grow. You mean that there's there's a much more better leading mm. than the one we know. Yes, sir. Right? So, that is that. But just imagine, just look at change. Look at yourself. Mm. See, I must be growing, I must be changing. Things must be shifting. Mm. Now, you can't you can't be hearing or you can't be hearing that you are both principalities and powers or you are mm. uh, or you can't be hearing that mm. there is uh, demons are not and they still be afraid of demons. Uh, hey. Does that make sense? Yes. Only one. 
okay, I've been here. Okay. It means that you've not really grown. You can be hearing it. If you're still afraid of it, it means that you've not grown. But you should give to give thought to the to the thought that yeah. a demon is nothing. But all kinds of things, doctrines, doctrines of devils can make us so much afraid of demons that we don't even we are here, we can be here every day. No, demons are nothing. And inside your heart. When you see one little demon, at least you pick race and run. Or maybe they just put you near a room where they are doing deliverance to somebody. <laughs> and they just say, ee, ee, ee. Oh. Ah, do you want to hear that one? You are thinking about the dream you have at night. <laughs> and as you are thinking about the dream, you are picking race. And no, it's not me that we experience this. Even even evil spirit respond to fate. No faith that does not speak. Oh. Just by, by but faith has to do with a lot of belief. When I say does not, it means that in your heart, if you know, you believe. Nothing, nothing. You just yeah. No, you know there's a, there's that fear of ah. If you are casting out demons, so we can enter into you. And that fear is the reason why the thing will actually enter into you. That, that's the sincere truth. You know that fear that ah, hey, if they cast out the demon, you know there's there's the, and, and ah, I don't know who did this to us. I can remember, I can remember it's some teaching, Sha. When I was young, I don't know who taught it, Sha. I can't remember when they now said that. Close your eyes. Close your. Make sure you close your eyes as we are praying. How? Because as we are praying, casting out these things. If you open your eye, you can enter you. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. no, I'm not like, ah, ah, just because somebody opened eye. Ah, ah, I don't understand. What's the logic there? The eye is the door of the body. Ah, ah, it's not that. It's not that difficult. It's fear. When there's fear inside you, demons will enter you because they know you are afraid. But they respond to faith. Faith is actually a sign of a work done inside you. And demons will respect that. You have nothing. And I've even, I've even heard story of some people that were not wise. They were casting out demons. They now have so much faith. Foolishness. So it's because they don't have light of, of the soul. They said, it was not casting out the demon. They said, leave that person and enter into me. Because, because, because the person thought that he has so much faith. That when the thing leave, it will not be able to enter him. Oh, the thing entered the guy, man. <laughs> the thing entered the guy. They now have, have, have to be looking for how to deliver him. <laughs> right? Is it, of, is it of foolishness? How can you have so much feel like that? Did he say, come out and get... Did, I mean, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus that walked upon the earth did not say, leave and enter me. Yes, I'm talking about you and me. Oh, G- Jesus. You know who Jesus is? He cast that demon, he said, go into swine. Go away. Right? But you, you are so, you are so, you have so much faith that your own faith passed Jesus home. And I say, I enter me. Ah, ah. That one is foolishness. It's not, there's no wisdom there. Now, <laughs> amen. amen. I don't know why I'm going to give you this. Let me, let me leave that side. Let me, let me finish. Like, the time has gone. So let me finish today. Amen. Amen. So, 
change must occur. So it means that what you are learning is actually for you to, there are, there are things for you to meditate, to search in scriptures, gain understanding, establish truth in your heart. Don't just hear truth, 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 and it's not established. It won't profit you. It's good to hear, but don't leave it there. Make sure you engage it. How? Through the word. Think about it. If it's not clear, ask questions. But don't leave it there. Don't pile up changes. Don't queue up things. Hmm? It's treasures. And you know scriptures, everyone say they don't give costly pears to dogs. To swine. Right? Hmm? So the thing, the, the truth God is giving to you is precious, it's costly. Because we are receiving it free, we don't put we don't think it is costly. And it's all about the other attitude, though, all of us. And God is so merciful. I don't know why I would behave that way. Every truth that God is giving you is costly. Okay, if you don't think it is costly, think about Jesus dying on the cross. Is that not costly? Can you go and die on the cross? Me too, I can't go and die on the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus went to the cross to go and die. But that is costly. Okay. If you think, if you think that is not costly enough, think about God becoming flesh, stripping himself of his glory. And then because, don't you think that's costly? Walk the earth, created a pattern for you and me. Make sure he lived righteously. And it is, you know, ended up on the cross. Ha! Ah, don't you think that that is costly? Because all these things paved the way for every truth you are hearing today. Imagine Jesus didn't come for that season and just forget about salvation. Right? So truth you are hearing is costly. Or is it even also costly? Jesus is by the right hand, interceding day and night. He ever lived to make intercessions. For us. That's costly now. You make intercession for just one night. Have you tried it? Now imagine, now imagine Jesus making intercession to ensure that truth comes to you and me. And then we just receive it. Oh, it's good. To, ah, thank God I'm learning righteousness. I'm learning this and we'll, we'll change, we'll change. Just pile them up. Just pile it up. Just pile it up. Just... Queuing, queuing things up. Just queue it up, queue it up. No, truth is not meant to be queued. It's meant to be engaged. It's meant to be inherited. Make the truth God sent to you yours. How do you make it yours? You establish the truth. Then you agree with what the truth is demanding from you. Make sure you are turning. You see here, to open the eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. Turning must take place for life to be inherited. Turning must take place. Hmm? What's the example again? Let's go to Matthew 18. I don't know. All the scriptures we read it before. Verse 1, right? At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? 
And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, Verily I say unto you, right? Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now realize that they are talking about entrance into the kingdom here. But he said, for you to enter into, and don't forget, I mentioned that the kingdom is life. Yes, sir. So he said, entering into life, right? Mm. And we can see it later in the in verse uh, verse nine, right? And the rest, and even before verse nine, I think he also talked about it in verse uh, seven. We can read from verse seven, where Jesus was not talking about a parable, but he says it's better for you to you know, pluck out your eye, right? It's better for you to enter into life blind, right? So entering into life is actually entering into the kingdom. So if you are going to enter into life, you must be converted. Converted means you must be turned. And you must you must keep getting turned until you end in peace. The journey is far. And there is time no longer. Meaning we should not play. We should redeem the time. Work circumspectly, not as good but as wise. Redeeming the time. The days are evil. Meaning that no time is waiting for you. Every single day as you're waking up, there is enough evil to turn you. Satan is trying to turn you and me. God is also trying to turn us to himself. What will you do? We have to yield to him. We, have to yield. we must turn. We must yield. Turn everywhere. Turn in yeah. doctrine. Turn in the character. Turn in behavior. I mean, what will affect most of it is your doctor. When you when you turn in doctrine, you turn in every other aspect. I mean, but that's not, I'm not limited to that. But make sure you are turning. If you identify turn, turn. When you identify change, change. Yeah. Don't leave it. Don't throw it away. Mm. There is a seed in every word you hear. Engage the seed. Don't let it. Don't let the fowls of the air see them and then pet and just. You know they do that. When we kill things and we don't allow life to enter into the gate of our heart, what happens? Birds, you just come. Ah, all this thing that you are killing, you pack it away. And the funny thing is that if they take it away, you may never get it again. There's no guarantee you get it. But that doesn't mean that God is not merciful. But the question now is that, see, if inside God's mercy, it is possible, it says don't give it again. What am I trying to say is that whatever we, whatever we let sleep like that, there's no guarantee that you will ever come back again like that. That is why when we see opportunities to cut covenant and meet, just, just, just hold on to it. Part of the reason why we are still built adversely is because we are not letting we are not letting doctrines change. You're not letting some 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 wrong things change. It means that as we are hearing what the and everything, we still carry the wrong, we still carry it, still following us like that. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. If we still believe we can still slap people and go scot with this and they don't need to apologize, we still keep slapping people. Even though you hear the ch- have charity and you, you talk to yourself, I think I should stop slapping people. You realize that you, have, you don't have strength to stop slapping people. You realize that you, have, you don't have. This is, ah, I don't know why, why, why did this one come to my head? Okay, I'll say this, and then I'll say it.
you know let me read the scripture because that's another because i was talking about you know if you don't turn right you you only ghost can't tell you stop talking and you're never able to stop you just realize that you just keep talking you know the mouth is powerful and there are some things we you know there are some things we can't resist we can't resist we can't just resist to do then there are some things we are not at some point there are some things I can't resist myself from saying. I just keep saying it. I just say it, I say it because I don't care. But later, I get sense. Say, ah, this mouth, from this mouth proceeded blessing and causing it ought not to be so. Mm. Now I realize that, ah, I'll just, I'll just be talking, talking, and then I, ah, what are you, what, what's going on? No agreement. Mm. Let me, let me read, let's read is it James? It's, it's with, it's, the way it is is with a J. Yeah, it's James. James 3. I don't know. I don't know why we're reading this, but I think this is the last thing we'll read and then we'll go. So my brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. So It's so funny when they talk about tongue. Being able to bridle the tongue has connection with bridling the body. Bridling means having constraint. Honestly, when I read it, I was like, so you're telling me being loose in mouth has also something to do with being loose body wise when it comes to to change okay so behold we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us and we turn about their whole body he's not using horses to explain that when you put bits in the horse's mouth right bits Know that guard around them, and it has a rope. Wherever they turn it, that's where the the horse will go, right? So they're saying that it is for the horse to obey us, right? And we turn about the whole body. Said, "Behold, also the ships, which though they be so great, and are driven of fierce winds. You know how big a ship is. Mm-hmm. Do you know what turns a ship? It's one tiny." One tiny, I don't know that round circle. I don't, but let's read it it's here. So that ships, which though they be so great, are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small hair. Will that soever the governor listed? Even so, the tongue is a little member, and boasted great things. Behold, how great a matter, a little fire. Kindled. I don't know if I should talk. I, I, I think we are getting the, the idea. See how, see how great a, a matter, a little fire. That a little fire is, we are talking about tongue. You know, something that an argument or a, 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 a misunderstanding should not arise can arise by simply just saying one little thing. And you, and you yourself, you know that you said it on purpose to trigger something and then you trigger it to kindle the fire. 
and that fire will keep burning and keep burning and keep burning and keep burning and keep burning. Amen. So the tongue is a fire. <laughs> See? The tongue is a fire. Hmm? A word of iniquity. So is the tongue amongst our members that it divided the whole body and set it on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire of hell for every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and has been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. There will bless we God, even the Father, and there will cause we men, which are made after the similitude of God. After the same amount proceeded blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Ought so ought not so to be. Amen. My, 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 I, I don't know why I don't branch up, but just seeing this scripture, you know, when Holy Ghost just say, no, see this tongue, caution it, not like that. Just, why? Because we're not, we're not able to turn. We're not giving yield to turning. There's no, there's no build of turning in us. So when instruction and direction come, we just realize that we, we can't, we can't yield. We're just giving ourselves anyhow. Amen. But life, but imagine if we're not turning, we can't enter into life. But if we don't enter into life, it means we can't get to peace. Between life and peace, the journey long. How? Just look at the tabernacle. As you enter the court, between the court and the door of the tabernacle is, is long. If you look at the measurement, it's long. But from that door to the veil between the holy place and the mosque, it's not as long as that. Well, it's a little bit long. But when I check the dimension of the most holy, it's very short. It's the smallest distance. It means the more you grow, the faster you will journey. Yeah. As you are journeying, you are, you are, it doesn't become, it, it becomes a whole lot easy. It is easier. So, a canal man is slow because there is a lot of things they need to turn inside that soul. But when the soul becomes more spiritual, when you say the soul is becoming spiritual, it's becoming it's coming to peace. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. It's not just life alone. Because life does not carry the strength of a spiritual man. It's life and they're talking about the whole spectrum of it. The way they give something to a spiritual man is faster. Because a spiritual man is who have entered the most holy. And the distance in there is very short. But now imagine the distance he has been treading from the court to the holy place to the most holy. Long distance. But you don't realize that as the soul grows, the distance is not as big. It's not as wide. Meaning, keep changing. Keep turning. And God will speed up our God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Are we blessed tonight? Yes. Let us begin to thank God. Father, we thank you give you all the praise. Thank you for your mercy and thank you for your kindness. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Father. 
Epsusufini Mushitavana Mushitavana Maharabata Kaliata, Zufini Master Prediastu Zuta Kaliata, Emperor Zeta Kadi Mushitavana Mushitikadi Mushitivini Mushitivana, Eprozuti Kali to Vini Mushitikali to Vedinata, Emzutu Zuni Mushitavana Mutakaria. Thank you, Father. Can we just pray tonight that we will receive so much help to turn to you that we'll keep turning. We'll keep turning that we would, we would not ignore life. We will not ignore truth. As truth comes, so we will not ignore them. We will not kill them, but we will engage them by the help of the Spirit. We will receive so much help to engage truth in the name of Jesus. Safna mutaparia satavene mushitakaria zetana zetana mushitavene mata Help us to engage your truth. Help us to engage your truth. Help us to engage your truth as we ought. Em soso fene mahala basite vene moshite. Em zoto vene moshite haramata. Em azete vene moshite kala. Em zoto vene ma. Em zoto vene moshite vene mashite karia. Thank you, Father, because you've answered us. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your word which you've spoken unto us. Thank you for how you've guided us even into your word tonight. We say we are exalted in Jesus' name. But I will know that you have spoken to us. You've touched the places in our heart concerning where we need to make changes. We ask, Father, that the grace to turn, to, to commit to turning, we give to each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we want to inherit your life. We want to come into life. Father, we ask that you will turn us. You will convert us into life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. Thank you for the the resources of heaven, angels, which you've supplied, even for to, to foster these changes. Say, Father, we thank you. Thank you because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name. You dwells between the cherubim, shine for. You dwells between the cherubim, shine for. You